Hey guys, welcome back to the Madison Story Slam podcast. This is a slam for one, a style of episode that we haven't done in quite some time. But uh, you know what? We needed an episode. I didn't have any more Story Slam recordings to put out. And I don't have a guest. So I decided to just do one myself today. And uh, who knows? We'll see how it goes. Last time I did this, I had some stories to tell you about my job. And um, today I don't necessarily have any stories. But um, it is... January 18th, 2018, which means uh, we are a year in. Uh, And if you don't know what that means, I just mean Inauguration Day. But first, before we start talking about that, let me tell you that our next Story Slam is Saturday, February 17th. The theme that night will be There Will Be Blood. So come hear some great stories that night. But before that night, on Thursday, February 8th, at The Frequency, we are teaming up with Wisconsin Public Television. They do a garden expo every year. And this year they wanted to do a story slam. So we are doing that at The Frequency on Thursday, February 8th. Uh, The theme that night is resiliency in gardening. Uh, I know Madison has a lot of green thumbs. And uh, I am not one of them, but I do know how to host Story Slam, so I will be there hosting, and we will have some great stories, I'm sure. People are already signing up for that. They actually started signing up for that event in December, and we have a couple of special guests who are coming to Madison just for that, just to come tell stories. And I, for one, am very excited. It's going to be exciting to be in a different venue than we normally are, and... uh, yeah, it'll be awesome. Uh, please press pause right now. Go to Apple Podcasts app or iTunes and leave us a rating and a review. Ratings, high ratings help people discover our podcast or any podcast. Uh, and then also, if you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash Madison Story Slam. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Madison Story Slam on those. Reach out to us. Talk to us. Tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like. We'd love to hear that. And uh, you know what? We're a community, and it's just fun to talk to other community members. So I love you guys, and uh, and I hope that you love me too. Uh, anyway, um, so like I said, uh, support us. I don't know. I, I, that's not what I was saying. Um, no, like I said, we are a year in to the Trump presidency, and that is not a sentence that I thought I would ever say. I, I, uh, I've got one story that I can share with you um, about that. Uh, in, in November 2016, I was driving for Uber. I had a full-time job, and I was uh, you know, doing Story Slam as well, and to make a little extra money, I uh, signed up for Uber. And loved it, first of all. It was the best job ever. The best part-time job ever. I don't know if I could do it full-time. But uh, my, first, my first weekend driving Uber was actually the weekend of FreakFest. And I believe it was also the homecoming football game. So it was a crazy weekend. I drove like over Friday and Saturday. I think I drove something like 30 hours and made 
tons of money. I remember uh, during the the night of Freak Fest, um, I was driving. Obviously, tons of people in costumes going to bars, and I was driving around this uh, group of girls. And one of them in the front seat is dressed up as Harley Quinn from the Batman uh, movies and uh, Suicide Squad. And she's she's in the whole getup. She's got her face painted, the ponytails, pigtails, whatever. And she has a um a replica of an AR-15. It's not a full-size replica. It's um it's not quite it might might have been half scale. And um but it was studded. It had like rhinestones studded all over it. And so we're in my front seat. Uh, well, she's in my front seat. I'm driving in the driver's seat. And uh, she turns to me. And uh, if you're not familiar with FreakFest in Madison, Wisconsin, it's it's Madison's official Halloween party. And it's this big thing. They block off a bunch of streets, have bands come in. There's tons of drinking. There's tons of... It used to be a full-on riot every year before the city took it over and made it an official thing. Um, and those those years were fun, but they were also kind of scary. But so if you don't know, during that time, obviously it's a college town, lots of drinking. So there is a large, heavy police presence. There are cops that are standing on the corner uh, with, an, with actual AR-15s uh, slung over their shoulder just in case anything goes down because you've got a, you know, a large group of people you know, in a small, confi- relatively small confined space. So they, they are on the lookout for uh, God knows what. But um, so this Harley Quinn wannabe with a fake AR-15 in my front seat turns to me as we're driving past cops and revelers and whispers I'm going to put my gun out the window and point it at people. And I said, uh, no, you're not. Uh, and she's like, why not? And I said, um, well, because if you do do that, <laughs> do do, uh, I'm going to kick you out of my car because I'm down here to make money and not get shot. I I'm down here to work my job and not end up in the hospital. Also, like, if you do that, you're an idiot. Um, so that was fun. It's not a great story. But uh, anyway, back to why I brought this up. So November 2016, I'm driving Uber. It's election night. And um, I drove till late in the night. And I did not, uh, I purposefully did not check my phone. I wasn't listening to the radio. And I was telling passengers um, to not tell me anything about the election. Hillary was winning as far as I was concerned. And uh, um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And I remember uh, around, I don't know, 9 30, 10 o'clock, I picked up a student from the University of Madison and they got in the car and I said, Oh, you coming from class? And she said, Yep. And I said, Did you, uh, were you able to watch the election at all? And, and I, was, I was about to say, If you have, don't tell me anything. And she, the way she responded to the question, I mean, she said, yeah, I've, I've been able to watch, but the, the, the tone of her voice, the look on her face, I knew, I knew it wasn't great. And I said, uh, what's going on? And she just hung her head and she said, it's not good. 
And I remember, I felt like, uh, I felt like I was gut punched. It was like the worst feeling ever. Hey, if you're a listener who is a Republican, uh, I'm sorry that this is not a fun episode for you. I, I have no ill feelings for you. I have no uh, hatred or I don't wish anything bad upon you. Your guy won. More power to you. Um, I, I would challenge you and, and say that uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sick of it being our guy or their guy. I'm sick of it being a party line. Um, I I don't know if you're a Republican. I don't know how you could have voted for this man. Um, but that's that's for another day. Uh, so I just felt like I got punched in the gut, and I and then it felt like you could feel the whole country feeling that way. It was bad, and then, and so I drove for a little while longer. I drove until the election was called for Trump, and I picked up. Um, a few members of the young Republicans, um, and that was not fun either. <laughs> they, uh, they asked me if I had seen the, the results and I said, yeah. And, uh, they were very excited and, and had a lot to say about it and, um, assumed oddly, they assumed that I was a Republican, um, I don't know. I think that's a bad assumption to make of anybody that you meet in Madison. I I would think the correct assumption you would make about people in Madison is that they're probably more than likely pretty left leaning. Um, I think it's more rare to be a Republican, but so I was respectful. Um, I, and I, I said, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm actually not a Republican. I'm, 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 I'm a Democrat. And, um, yeah, uh, they got pissed off. They like, Gave them a nice ride. You know, all I really said was, eh, you know, you know, they were like, oh, you're going to get off work and go party, right? Because we're so happy. And I said, eh, you know, he wasn't really my guy. I I didn't vote for him. And that's all I said. And they got so angry. And um, everything else about their ride was pleasant and fine. I didn't hit a car. I didn't miss their stop. I didn't drive like a crazy person. They got out and gave me a one-star review. I couldn't believe it. I was like, really? Like... Okay, so it starts like we've not even starts it continues we've been at each other's throats um for the last i mean good lord how long do elections normally feel like they last but this one just felt so long and prolonged and uh but i just like wow well, you're just gonna like just because i didn't vote for trump you're gonna give me a one-star review on uh uber that so that sucked but so we're a year in we you know it's been kind of a, like a crazy year um there's been a lot that has happened a lot of accusations are flying a lot of um i don't know russia <laughs> there's been there's been lying that has been going on but i don't know i you know i don't want to focus on the bad um so let's focus on something fun which what's fun to me is Madison Story Slam. It's probably uh, the thing in my life that I have the most fun with. It's so cool. Every month I get to come and see you guys, hang out with you, and and talk to people that I just love and hear you know pieces of their story. And um, it's just there's nothing like it else. There's nothing else like it in my life. And uh, I I hope that you guys feel that too. This sense of community 
that I feel. Um, I love I love the story aspect of it, but uh, I always tell people that my favorite thing that happens at Story Slam is the community that happens um, during the breaks. You know, we do three stories. And then we take a break, three stories, take a break, three stories, take a break. And we do that the whole night till we're done. And I think that the coolest part of Story Slam is that break because people will talk to people they didn't come with, people they don't know, and they'll meet and they'll talk. And, the, and, and oftentimes, maybe the, you'll, you'll talk to a storyteller and say, hey, that was so cool. I, would, like, I wouldn't have the guts to do that, but like that, what you shared really touched me in this way. And uh, I, I'm just... There's this sense of like that you're proud of people when they get done telling stories, and I think that's so cool. Um, you know, uh, we're coming up on February, and this February will mark the start of the fourth year that we were uh, that we've been at the Wilmar Center. Um, we started at the Wilmar in February 2015. So let's see, 15 to 16, 16 to 17, 17 to 18. So yeah, 18 to 19, once that gets completed, that, that'll be the fourth year. So it's the start of our fourth year at the Wilmar Center. And um, man, they're, they're just the best. I love the Wilmar Center. They treat us really well. And it's just the perfect venue for what we do. It feels cozy and homey. And um, that's just so cool. So it's been so cool to see Madison Story Slam grow. And um, uh, you know, in the last uh, maybe year or so, I've had so many people come up and just say, Hey, it just really feels like something real is happening here. That it's not just this comedy night, that it's not just this fun thing that we do, but it really feels like there's something happening here uh that that has substance, that it that it really means something to people. And um I I just couldn't agree more. I know that it means something to me. Uh so it, it means the world to me and Ashley and and so the, the fact that you guys come every month and that you tune into the podcast that's so cool. Um, so I don't know. I guess I just wanted to take some time and tell you guys uh, how much I appreciate you, uh, how much I love you. Because I, I say it at the end of every podcast lately that I love you guys. And I, I hope that you know that I mean it. I don't say that lightly. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that. And then um, maybe after the break, I'll share some things about um, the future of Story Slam and what I would like to see happen. and. I don't know um, what I'd like to see happen, my, my vision for it and, uh, and how you can help. So uh, we will be back after these words from, well, there's still going to be words from me. So we will be back after this short, tiny little break. Hey guys, it is Adam here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Madison Story Slam. It is a slam for one, so a little bit more laid back, and it's going to be fantastic, right? Um, so I just want to tell you guys that we signed up for a Patreon uh, back in December, and uh, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's kind of like Kickstarter, but like you're not, you know, pledging money to then receive a cool new trinket or project or whatever. Um, you pledge money monthly on Patreon towards a creator who creates the content that you like. So it could be YouTube videos. It could be art on DeviantArt. It could be tons of things. A lot of podcasts have them, and now we do as well. So if you like what we're doing and we do a free show, we do a free event every month, um, 
if you like that stuff and I don't know, if you feel encouraged to support that or you want to support that in some sort of way, maybe go to patreon.com slash Madison Story Slam and uh, just read a little bit about what we're trying to do. And uh, I got to tell you, as corny as it sounds, every little bit helps. So even if you can only do a dollar a month, it is so appreciated. And uh, I don't know. Let's just get back to the show. All right. So that was uh, how was my voice during that little ad that we did? Um, so anyway, let's talk about let's talk about Story Slam and the future of Story Slam, uh, what it looks like, and a little bit of my vision for it. And, you know, I I got to be honest with you. I always kind of feel weird when I talk about my vision for Story Slam and my my my. Um, uh, if I'm honest, I feel I do feel a certain sense of ownership over Story Slam. Um, because I have poured so much of myself into it and have really uh, focused on it a lot. I put a lot of work into Story Slam to make it what it is. You know, when I took over, when I started hosting a Story Slam, I started hosting the Johnson Public House Story Slam. And um, when I took that over, there was like a regular attendance of about 20 people. And uh, pretty quickly, I started, um, you know, promoting it really heavily. I I hung up flyers all over Madison. I went to State Street. I went to Williamson. Uh, I went on Johnson and hung flyers all up and down those streets. I started paying for ads on Facebook because I I loved attending the Johnson Public House Story Slam. I I just thought it was the coolest thing, and I just knew in my heart like that this had the potential to be the coolest, best free event that Madison has to offer. And and I always was like, I don't, I don't know why people, more people don't come to this. It's so much fun. So I worked really hard to get it from 20 to pe- 20 people. Uh, and then after a few months, uh, regularly, maybe 60 people. And then, you know, by the end, the last one that we did at Johnson Public House or that I did at Johnson Public House, we had 130 people show up. And if you've ever been to Johnson Public House on Johnson Street, uh, you know it's not a huge space. They have a legal capacity, or at least at the time, I don't know if it's been um, redone, but they had a legal capacity of 49. So we had 130, so almost 100 more than they were legally supposed to have in that room. And by that time, I had already started the Madison Story Slam podcast, um, you know, and I intentionally started the, the the podcast under the name Madison Story Slam because I just knew that we were going to outgrow the space of Johnson Public House. I knew that that the event was just so much bigger than that, and um, you know, there was talks about whether or not we should make it a ticketed event, um, where people buy tickets and, you know, only certain amount of people can come. And I just, I hated that idea. I, I always want this event to be free. And, and even back then I said that, I said, I said, I want it to be free. And here's the thing. If, if, 150 people want to come, I want them to come. Like I want them to be able to show up. And so, uh, I parted ways with JPH and, um, uh, very quickly found the Wilmar center and, and on very short notice, I think within about a week, um, by the time we ended it at JPH, we were supposed to have a story slam a week later. And, um, 
very short notice, uh, Wilmar Center stepped up and let us come in and invade their space. They had just put in a sound system, and uh, it was just, it was such perfect timing. So that, that was one of the cool things that happened. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I work really hard at this. I work to make sure that the Facebook page stays up to date, that we as stupid as it sounds, get get likes on the Facebook page and that we tag the right people in the right way so that it gets noticed and blah, blah, blah. And then on Saturdays when we have the events, I show up early and set up and you guys help me tear down. It's it's just so cool. Um, so yeah, like I said, I said all that because I said that I do feel a sense of ownership over it. But at the same time, I'm also like, this is not my thing. If this is truly a community, if we truly are a community, it is, it is owned by the community, or it is, um, uh, I don't know, it's anchored by the community, right? Like, we raise it up and hold it down, if that makes sense. Those are two different things, but, like, I, I feel like they, that makes sense. Like, we raise it up as a community and, like, showcase it, but we hold it down in the sense that, we like, we make sure that, that things are under control, and I hope you guys feel ownership over it, too. Um, but so let me tell you about a little bit about what I would like to see with Madison Story Slam. And feel free to weigh in. Find us on Facebook. If you're not liking the page on Facebook, send me a message on the Facebook page. Just search Madison Story Slam. Tell me things that you would like to see, what you would like to hear on the show, what you would like to see happen at our live events. I can't guarantee that every single thing that you tell me you you want about Madison Story Slam will happen. Um, just because uh, a lot of the things that people want, I, I have found... Um, that the things people want, I need the money to do it. And I just don't, I just don't make enough money from doing story slam to, um, do a lot of those things. You know, most of the money that comes into story slam goes back into the show. It goes to rent. It goes to paying the fees for the podcast and the websites. It goes to raffles, all this stuff. And so, um, so I can't guarantee that we're going to do all those things, but, uh, let me tell you a little bit about what I'd like to see. Um, so I truly believe that uh, audio-only content is very special. I believe that uh, the reason storytelling podcasts are so popular and, and have struck such a chord for people is because that hearing just audio without video um, gives you a real connection to the person you're listening to. Uh, you feel like you know them. You feel like they're an old friend. Uh, I've done some, some research on it. I've, do, I've created a few surveys that I've had people take. And the overwhelming response that I get from people is that they would say that they trust people on podcasts, the hosts of podcasts that they listen to. And I, I don't think that people get that feeling, you know, um, watching The Tonight Show, uh, watching some late night talk show, which is basically a, a video podcast, right? Because it's, you know, a lot of podcasts are interview based, long form interviews. And that, that's what a late night talk show is. It's just, it's got video on it, and but it's just two people talking or maybe three people talking with some skits and things like that. But um, I don't know um, that I would, that I, that I think a lot of people, I don't know that a lot of people would say that they trust Jimmy Fallon. Or that they trust Conan O'Brien. Maybe, maybe more people would say that they trust Conan O'Brien, but you know, nobody says that they're going to trust Jay Leno. Hey, Leno what do you know? um, Jay's just a dick. But um, I know a lot of people who who listen to podcasts and would say, you know, I trust that host when they when they plug a certain product. I believe them. I believe that they use it. I believe blah blah blah. 
Um, I, I think people trust uh, podcast hosts down to the point or down to the level of they really consider them friends with that person. And so I love the audio only content. I love that that's what we do. But there's a lot of people that want to see video of what we do. And um, I guess I do too. I, like I would only only because of this reason. Being at the event is so much fun, and it, and and I what I would really love to be able to do. I could care less about doing pre-recorded stuff, but I would really love to be able to um, do a live stream of our monthly event, and maybe occasionally a live stream of the long form interviews that we do on the long slams. Um, but I really think that that having a live stream on YouTube or on Facebook or wherever of our live events would add an aspect for people who have always wanted to come. I we, Listen, we have fans that are not just local to Madison. We have a lot of listeners that are from other areas in the Midwest. I mean, we have been listened to in almost every country in the world. It, I've got a map that I can look at on the site, but uh, not that they're regular, but um, you know, I know we have regular fans in Seattle. I know we have regular fans in Texas and Florida. Um, people who can't come to the show, but have always wanted to. And I just feel like a live stream of our shows, uh, of the events at least, would, would really offer that to them and would offer them to, be, to feel more a part of the community. So that's something I would like to see. Um, I, I would love to see us do like a, um, so the Moth has the Grand Slam that they do every year. Um, I would like to see us do something like that. Obviously, I wouldn't call it the Grand Slam, but I would basically take, um, you know, the favorites, maybe all of the winners from the, the season of Story Slam and, and do like a big show. Um, my dream. My dream is to do a story slam at the Majestic here in Madison. And so maybe we could do something like that. Um, and then the other big thing that, that is in store for Madison Story Slam right now is merch. Uh, people are always asking me, when are you going to make t-shirts? When are you going to do this? When are you going to have posters? When are you going to have this, that, and the other? Uh, you know, here's the thing. I look at it all the time. I do the research. I find things that I like. I, you know, listen. I at one point uh, I paid. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm not going to tell you how much I paid, but I paid a lot of money to have a new logo made for Madison Story Slam. It was made by a guy named John King who lives in Minneapolis. He he hand designed it. Uh, it was not like computer generated. He hand drew this logo, and it is incredible. I I, I think it's the best logo. It's so good. I sound like Donald Trump now. It's it's the best logo. Everybody says it. Um, and I it's it would look great on t-shirts. I had <clears throat> I had two t-shirts made with it, and they look great. Um, but to have many t-shirts made uh, is a little cost prohibitive right now, and even doing posters is kind of hard. Um, so I don't know that that stuff is in the works and it, and I look at it all the time to figure out what's the best way to do this. So I don't know uh, if you're listening and you're a fan and you want to see that kind of thing and you have the hookup with somewhere that does t-shirts or does merch, stickers, posters, whatever, 
<clears throat> let me know. Send me a message. Let me know. The other thing that I would really love to do is like an enamel pin or a few enamel pins. I think those would be pretty cool. Um, and you know, some of the best way that you can help us accomplish those things, you know, all those things take money. Um, to do a live stream well, we need the the equipment to do it. We, you know, we did a um a GoFundMe last year for a new computer for Story Slam, and in in a, like three weeks, you guys raised like twelve hundred dollars to to uh, do a computer, and that was awesome. I could not believe that it, we did that so quickly. Um, but live streaming takes really good equipment, so we've got the computer, but we need the cameras and the video cards and the blah blah blahs. Um. To do like a big story slam event at the Majestic would take more money um, because we would, I don't know, I would assume that we would have to rent it out either that or we would have to like promote it like crazy and make sure people show up and come and we'd then we would have to sell tickets because the Majestic has to make money on that. Uh, and then t-shirts, it really does, it's so expensive to do t-shirts. It's so expensive to do, um, you know, pretty much anything that's silk uh, screen printing. That's what I mean. Silk screening. I don't know Wh- whichever one I mean. It's expensive to do that stuff. And um, you know, the biggest concern for me is is spending Madison Story Slam money on that stuff, and then not having it sell. Uh, because we we could use that money elsewhere for Story Slam. We could use that money to do raffle prizes, and um, I don't know. One of my goals is to be able to book better guests on the show um and and maybe be able to entice them with some money to say hey you know if you come on the show like one of my favorite things to do is comedians that pass through town uh for the comedy club on state is to just email them or tweet at them and say hey you're in town for, for you know Thursday through Sunday i'm sure you're going to have some downtime do you want to come on the show and just promote stuff and i've met a lot of cool people that way i've had great guests on because of that but uh you know a lot of them turn it down but i just feel like hey i'll give you 100 bucks Who's going to turn down a hundred bucks for, you know, an hour of your time? I don't know. I'm sure there are people who would turn that down, but, uh, you know, a hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. And, um, so that's the kind of stuff that I would love to be able to do. And, uh, listen, that's, that's why I started the Patreon page because I know that there are people out there who, um, want to help us, who want, listen, I, I have, I have lost count of the amount of people who said, Hey, you should really start charging because all of these regulars that come, you know, I'd say regularly, let's see, we do, we do 10 story slams a year. I would say at every single one of those, there's at least 40 people who are regulars. They may not come to everyone, but they're there every other month or so. And, um, these people have just said, you should start charging because these regulars that come, you know that they wouldn't mind paying three, four, five dollars to to continue to show up and and come to these. And it's just so important to me that this be free. Be, I I think that's part of why it feels like a community. I'm not charging you to become a member of this community. That feels weird and cultish to me. Like, hey, give me some money so that you can be a member of this community. It's important that this remains free, um, but. Uh, what I have learned in the number of years that I've been doing this now is that it's also important to allow people the opportunity to feel like they're helping more. And you guys all do really help a lot on Saturdays um, when you help clean up. But uh, I've just, 
I've been so hesitant to to even talk about this with you guys just because it feels so dirty and hoary. Like, d- does that make sense? Like, money always makes it feel so dirty. Um, so I've been hesitant, but I I've just learned that like I've learned through people saying this kind of stuff that people want to help and they want. You know, I, I believe that people want to financially support the things that they find important. And and I furthermore believe that a lot of you find Madison Story Slam to be important. And I'm I'm grateful for that. I'm I'm really grateful that you guys love this and, and that you think it's important. So as weird as it, it feels and whatever to talk about money and talk about needing support. Um, that's kind of where we're at. Like if we want to see growth, I feel like we're at the point where we've got to call for more support, I guess. And, um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this more, like I said, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, whatever, send us a message, slide into the DMS as they say, as the young kids, the hip kids say, just talk to me about it. Just send us a message or come to a story slam show. Um, you know, our next one is actually on uh, Saturday. It is, uh, January 20th. The theme is liar, liar. Uh, come to that and, and talk to me. Just say, Hey, I listened to the show this week and, uh, I, I just wanted to tell you some of my ideas and bounce them off of you and tell them, tell, tell you how I think you could do this better and do that better. Or maybe you don't do this at all. Um, we're really open. We're really open to to hearing your ideas. And uh, especially if you can back up your ideas with like implementation of how we can implement those things. So anyway, uh, I'm going to cut this episode a little shorter than most of ours because who wants to hear me talk alone the whole time for an hour? Uh, So we're going to end it here. Um, Like I said, our next regular story slam is Saturday, January 20th. And uh, the theme is Liar Liar. It's at the Wilmar Center. Can't wait to see you there. I, it's going to be such a great time. Um, and then after that, on Thursday, February 8th, we are teaming up with Wisconsin Public Television to do a, uh, a story slam at the Frequency. They, uh, Wisconsin Public Television does a garden expo every year. And this year, they reached out to us and said, hey, we want to do a story slam about gardening. Do you think that you could do that for us or help us make that happen. And I said, I, I believe that I can. Um, so the, the theme for that night, February 8th at the frequency is, um, resiliency in gardening. And Hey, it would mean the world to me and to them. If you guys would show up and force to that, it's a free event as always. Madison story slam events are free. Um, and, uh, Show up to that and pr- let's prove our community. Okay, this is a challenge to the community. Let's prove that we support Madison Story Slam, right? Let's prove to Wisconsin Public Television that they made the right choice in coming to us and not one of the other groups that they could have chosen from. So please come to that on February 8th. And then uh, after that, uh, February 17th, I think it is, is... Uh, the Saturday Story Slam and uh, or the February Story Slam regular one uh, and the theme for that is There Will Be Blood so again uh, this Saturday January 20th uh, is Liar Liar February 8th is Resiliency in Gardening and then February 17th at the Wilmar Center is There Will Be Blood hey 
uh, feels good to talk about some of that stuff with you guys. And, um, you know, I, this community means so much to me. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for rating and reviewing our show. Thank you for coming to Story Slams. And uh, if you haven't been, I'd encourage you to come. Thanks for listening. And as always, I love you guys. <laughs>